Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation and to always uncomfortably challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Today is Friday and therefore it is our Friday five minute fix. They are never five minutes. However, they are always shorter, more bite-sized, consumable content for you to take into your weekend. And who knows, maybe to revolutionize what you do coming back out. All guns blazing on Monday. Today, I'm going to sum up what we've been talking about this week. On Monday, I set you the most challenging question that I set entrepreneurs. If you're going to revolutionize your industry, or if you're going to revolutionize how your industry did business, what would that look like? Go and listen to that content if you missed it on Monday. Awesome stuff to get you thinking really, really big. Also, why it's so important that you do think that big. On Wednesday, I set out the challenge, which is massively raising your prices is not only good for you, but it's good for your clients and it's also good for your competitors and your marketplace. Wow. If you didn't listen to that one and that sounds like a tall order, go and hear what I've got to say about why you need to massively raise your prices. I'm going to summarize Wednesday's session by simply saying, if you massively raise your prices, you massively increase the expectations in your client. Today, I want to talk about this. If you meet, match or exceed those new raised expectations, you are worth every single penny of what you are charging. So I'm going to follow up by saying you want to charge a lot, lot more. This should be one of the goals in your business. Whilst you want to be selling more products and selling more services, you definitely want to be selling those for more money. And one of the challenges I want to set out there for you is I want you to become one of the most expensive out there, maybe even the most expensive provider of what you do in the marketplace. It gives you much better profitability in your business. It's really good for you. If you listen to Wednesday's episode, it's also good for your clients. It's also good for your marketplace. Today, I want to share with you two examples of what I mean by stepping up and meeting increased expectations. Because the greater the expectations of your client, the more they're willing to pay. Equally, the more you raise your prices, the greater the price tag is on what you're offering, the greater the expectations of your prospects will be when they purchase that product. Therefore, you need to massively step up and meet those expectations. You can exceed them if you want, but you don't need to exceed them by a lot. You just need to meet the high expectation that your client has. If you can go a little bit above and beyond, then that's also great. But be wary of massively over-delivering because normally that's not a good model for success for you. What you want to do is you want to set out massive expectations or you want to target a market with massive expectations and then you need to deliver against those expectations. The first example I'll share with you, and they're both cars by the way, so if cars aren't your thing, just hear me out and uh, make it work for you. The first example is Porsche. 
So my sister used to work for Porsche back in the day. And we're going back probably about 30 years, probably even more. And back then, even before then, and since then, Porsche have always had this reputation of not only creating great sports cars and high performance cars, but they've also had this reputation of building robust German engineered cars that you can drive all year round. In other words, functioning supercars or hypercars and sports cars. And it was exactly the same 30 or so years ago. And a client brought back their top of the range 911 Porsche. And he brought it back and he said to them, you know what? There's a rattle in it. And he hadn't long had the car. He said, there's a rattle in the dashboard. And they said, okay, right, where's the rattle? Weren't quite sure where the rattle was, but he said, I promise you the rattle is there. So he took this very seriously, of course, because it's Porsche. And certainly Porsche should never have a rattle in the dashboard. That's not what you're paying 100, 200,000 pounds for. So they took it quite seriously and they're looking for it, but they couldn't find this rattle. Eventually he turned around and said, oh no, it's definitely there between 110 and 120 miles an hour. Now, I can't remember the exact specifics, but it was a big number, okay, a big speed. At which point, the mechanics that were talking to him didn't take him very seriously. In fact, behind the scenes, there was a little bit of sniggering about this client. The idea being, you know, what you're on about is rattling at 110 plus miles an hour. Number one, you shouldn't be doing 110 miles an hour. Number two, let's get reasonable, you're doing 110 miles an hour. However, the manager of the place who came across this conversation, this client, turned around immediately and said something on the lines of, why shouldn't he expect his car not to rattle? If he's just bought what we've sold him as being the best high-performance vehicle in the world, we've sold him a car based on a promise of great engineering and reliability, and he's paid a whopping price tag, why wouldn't he have the expectation albeit a really high expectation that his dashboard shouldn't rattle at 110 plus miles an hour. At which point they took the car apart to find out what it was. They could have absolutely just said, well, you're doing 110 miles an hour, sir. You probably shouldn't be doing 110 miles an hour. And we think you're a little bit ridiculous. No, they dismantled the entire dashboard. As I understand it, they dismantled a lot of the front end to try and work out where this bloody little rattle was because it was there exactly as he said once you get over 110 miles an hour and they fixed it. It was a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort, a lot of manpower, cost them a lot of money to fix it, but they fixed it. And in that moment, that's what they had to do, what they should have done because of course, when you spend 150,000, 200,000, whatever it might be, on what's been sold to you as not only a fast car, but a reliable car and a quality car, why shouldn't it not rattle? Does this make sense? They stepped up to those expectations. They met the expectations of the client and that's why they get to charge 100, 200 plus thousand pounds for cars. The second example I wanna share with you is Rolls Royce. And this actually came from Jeremy Clarkson. I heard him talking about this and he was talking about the quality of Rolls Royce and the quality of service at Rolls Royce. Now, Rolls Royce obviously are synonymous with making the highest quality vehicles known to man. They've been holding this reputation for tens of years now. It's a reputation that obviously they pride themselves upon. It's one of the reasons that their cars are worth 300 plus 
thousand pounds to their customers. Because when you buy a Rolls Royce, yes, you've got the performance and everything else. You're buying luxury, you're buying quality, and of course, the expectations that you have when you buy a Rolls Royce are equal only to the price tag that the company is asking for its cars. If I spend £350,000 for a car that's been sold to me as worth £350,000 because of the quality of the car, the quality of that car needs to be exemplary. If I was buying a £15,000 car, I wouldn't have the right to go back and say it rattles at 100 miles an hour. They wouldn't change it. They wouldn't put that energy and effort in to fix it because number one, I wouldn't bring it back because why would my expectations be that high in the first place? Number two, they've never sold that car to deliver against that set of expectations. They've sold a different set of expectations. They need to meet that. Rolls Royce sell a very specific set of expectations and they need to live up to those in order to be worth the huge price tag that they put on their cars. So this story starts with a guy buying a 300 plus thousand pound Rolls Royce. He takes it home and he's not happy, something's niggling him. And of course, Rolls Royce want their clients to be absolutely, completely 100% happy with their product. That's why they're so expensive. So he takes his car back and he explains the problem to them. The problem he has is he doesn't believe that the cigar lighter is heating up quick enough. Now this might be a laughable complaint to you. It might even seem a bit laughable to me. And it probably would be a laughable complaint in our 15 grand hypothetical car that we were just talking about. However, I've bought a Rolls Royce. Everything should work perfectly. I'm not happy that the cigar lighter is heating up quick enough. I take the car back. Do Rolls Royce snigger at him? Do Rolls Royce think he's being ridiculous? No. What do Rolls Royce do? They take the car in. They apologize and they say, we will explore it. They explore it thoroughly. They agree that it's not exactly as it should be. They fix it, they believe, they give the car back. A few days later, the customer is back, still complaining that he doesn't believe that the cigar lighter is working or functioning as it should do. It's taking too long to heat up. They bring the car in, they check it, they actually agree with him. And what do they do? They swap the car out. They replace the car. Rather than laughing at him, sniggering at him, rather than just like paying lip service to him, rather than bringing it in at huge inconvenience to the customer and trying to fix it, they swap the car out. They give him a replacement car whilst they take their time to try and resolve what the problem is. Now, we can look at this all day long and judge him and judge Rolls Royce and everything else. But the truth of the matter is the example is there for all of us to see. If I'm spending 350 grand for a Rolls Royce and I'm not happy with anything on that Rolls Royce, and especially if Rolls Royce themselves agree that it's not 100% how it's meant to be, of course Rolls Royce should do absolutely everything to solve that problem to make me a happy customer. Why? Because that's the very standards that they set when they set their price out there. And it's the very reason that they say their cars are worth what they're worth is because of the quality of their vehicles. And therefore, if that cigar is not 100% right, what else isn't 100% right? Are the brakes maybe not 100% right? Is the engine not 100% right? Does this make sense? So we can learn from these two examples. They also serve as illustrations as to why on Wednesday, I was saying it's really good for you, your customer base, and your client base, and the marketplace for you to be charging 
much greater prices. So think like Rolls-Royce, think like Porsche, and maybe you will also get to charge like Rolls-Royce and charge like Porsche. The truth of the matter is, however, it's a huge responsibility to step up to the incredible expectations that we put upon you when you start to become the most expensive or one of the most expensive providers in your market space. I will see you back here on Monday. We'll do it all over again. Have an awesome weekend. And as always, until next time, be successful. Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up.